At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $650 bucks, only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card, allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. This is Dr. Mariah White, host of Your Life Matters. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Welcome and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast on whatever day it is that you are tuning in. I'm your host, Jenna Burt. I'm a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and soon to be certified phlebotomist. Again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today and taking me wherever you are. Um, If you find that anything in today's episode resonates with you, or if you know of someone else who might be interested in hearing this episode or any others, please, please, please share it. And as always, I appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave me some feedback, please feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse, Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse, or at publichousemedia.org. I'm sure you're probably looking at the title of this episode and wondering what the heck I'm talking about when I say out of the inn. It's something that I know I've briefly touched on before, probably here and there to be honest, but it's something that's really been weighing heavily on my mind lately as our family has been going through some things recently. Um which I will also chat about and kind of why it sparked this topic to begin with. So here we go. you've listened to my latest episode titled Ura, he's a Marine, I talked in there about how military spouses strongly resemble the Mean Girls movie and unfortunately how awful we can be to one another. I also talked about my experience with the quote unquote Mean Girls growing up and how it's pretty much shaped me to be the person I am today. But I want to dive a little deeper into that. So growing up, I had a few good friends. Some of those friends I still talk to pretty regularly. However, I always felt growing up that I never fit in to any quote unquote in crowd. Um, I was always one to stand up for what I believed in and never really wanted to fit the mold, so to speak, and be one of the popular ones, which made it a little difficult because I'm a very strong-willed person. And if I don't agree with something, (laughs) chances are you're going to know about it. Uh, Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not really sure which, that's just who I am. Um, Because of that, though, you can probably imagine that as a teen and a young adult, um... 
it's made friendships and relationships somewhat difficult because, you know, obviously I don't always see eye to eye with people. And if you don't have the same opinions or views as other people, it can sometimes make it difficult to form relationships or friendships. However, on the flip side of that, being the person that I am in my career has really paid off Um, because in my field of work, there are things, you know, things are always changing and offices are always looking for the next greatest thing. You know, technology is being updated and there's just so many things happening. Um, And, you know, thankfully offices are usually always looking for suggestions or ways to think, make things more efficient and proficient within the office. Um, And my, I guess, strong will allows me to really speak up and state the things that I, you know, see that can be improved on or, you know, would make things more efficient. So circling back to what any of this has to do with anything, (laughs) um, well, let's start with the military wife life. Um, I don't find that I quote unquote fit in as a military wife for numerous reasons, which is ironic because I host a podcast called Confessions of a Military Spouse. Um, but I mean, I guess that's part of the reason that I started it anyway. So number one reason I feel like I don't really fit in is because I work full time and most military spouses, um, usually don't work. Um, and you know, neither way is better than the other, but I do feel like it's hard to connect to spouses that don't work, um, as much as I would connect to another spouse who does work. Um, and that, you know, that's just part of it. The next thing that I think doesn't allow me to quote unquote fit in is the fact that I am a terrible military spouse. And what do I mean by that? Well, I don't really know a lot about the military life. (laughs) Again, ironic because I have a podcast about it. Um, and But to be honest, I have gotten a lot better with it. When my husband and I first got together, I literally wanted to know nothing about what he did, what he did, the military, any of that. Um, And it wasn't because I didn't care, but because it's very overwhelming. And I felt like the less I knew, the better I was. Since then, I've decided to learn more about, you know, my husband's job in the military or jobs, I guess, you know, because it's different every unit he goes to and, you know, more about the military in general. But I know that there are a lot of spouses out there that are totally vested in the military life and probably know all of the ins and outs of it. Um, But I do not. And that's not me and not really how I want to be either. So again, I probably wouldn't connect to someone who is on that level as much as I would compared to somebody that's on my level. Not saying it's right or wrong. Honestly, it's just a personal preference for me. Another thing I feel like I have working against me, I guess, um, is that I don't partake in a lot of the FRG meetings or the company meetings and, you know, all of those things that happen on the base. And to be 100% honest, I find that mandatory family fun days are exhausting. So I don't have a lot of interaction with activities um, or other things that happen on the base. And then I dread these mandatory family fun days. I spend, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. I spend most of the day tending to our daughter because she tends to 
to get a little shy. And then I have to spend my time introducing myself and her and trying to get her to interact with others and then talking about myself and trying to make these connections with other spouses there because they are obviously the spouses of the spouses (laughs) that my husband works with. Um, And I would love to connect with them, but it's a lot of work. And you guys, I'm an outgoing person. Totally. So I can only imagine if I feel as exhausted as I do after being at a mandatory mandatory family fun day, what it feels like for someone who is not as outgoing as I am. So how does this, how does all of this, plus the whole mean girls thing and my past and current experiences relate to the title of this episode in any way? Well, let's chat about that. We all know that as a female, making friends is hard enough. Yes, I know I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's something that we deal with almost every single day, to be honest. Um, So it's hard enough as a female to make friends, even when you grow up in a consistent place. But as a military spouse, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and when you're moving every two to three years, it's even harder. And I feel like we're almost at an unfair advantage for a few reasons. One, because we're older, and two, because we're not established in one place for a very long time. And if you remember from a previous episode as well, I talked about how you don't move to a new place and immediately meet new friends and everything is rainbows and unicorns. Like, it doesn't happen like that. It takes time to form these relationships, and it's hard. It's a lot of work, let's be honest. I've been very fortunate in the fact that my daughter found an amazing friend when we moved to Beaufort, and her parents just so happened to be pretty badass themselves, and we clicked almost immediately. But we still didn't really get close until probably a few months ago, and that was like four months into our move. So again, it definitely took time, and we're still building that relationship, and we'll continue to do so. So now we're females, we're older, and we move all the time. That sounds like the perfect combination for friendships and relationships, right? Yeah, no. (laughs) We all know that when we move to a new place, that not everyone in that place is going to be new like you. San Diego was probably the most diverse place we could have lived because there were people from everywhere when we lived there. And even if they weren't me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Military, I found that a lot of people could relate to us for other various reasons. However, even though Beaufort is a pretty big military town, there's also a lot of Beaufort natives. For example, at my work. I'm the only person that works there that is not a Beaufort native. Now, some of the girls I work with have been there their whole lives, others part of their lives, and some have been back and forth to Beaufort, but know a lot about it and know about the history of it. And I don't, but it's okay Um, because I get to learn the history from all of them and never once, thankfully, have I been made to feel like an outsider because I wasn't a local. It's definitely been a breath of fresh air and a relief. 
Why do I bring all of this up? Well, I swear it has a point, and I bring it up because one thing I never really thought about being a military family is what competitive sports would look like for my child. You see, I grew up in the same home my parents still live in 30 years later. I grew up in a small town where everyone knew everyone. I mean, my dad is the president of the school board, and my mom worked in the school district until we were out of school. So I knew all the ins and outs about pretty much everything. My brothers were in competitive baseball growing up, and I was in competitive tumbling growing up. In high school, my brothers were in baseball, basketball, and football, and I was a cheerleader, which meant I was still competing. But because those sports were something we had been involved in since day one, and my parents were quote-unquote native to the community, my dad went to the same high school I did, and my mom went to a high school a few towns over. Um, We pretty much knew everything there was to know about competing in those sports, and my parents definitely had the connections to the coaches, rules, etc. that they needed to have for us. It's what I grew up with, so I literally never thought any differently until now because that was all I had known. And if you ask my husband, he will tell you, he did not play sports because when he did, he never really got the chance to actually play because he, quote unquote, didn't have the right last name. Well, fast forward and my daughter has now been doing dance for four or five years um, and, you know, different places, obviously, because we've moved in those times. Um, But she's always told me from the beginning that she wants to dance, dance point. And I think it's amazing, and I admire that because I think point is beautiful. But let's not forget that I just told you I tumbled and cheered for 14 years. So I know zero about dance. I mean, I know so little and was so bad at dance that in our cheer competitions, during our routine portion, uh, or during our routine, the dance portion of it, they would always have me tumbling or doing stunts because I was so bad at at dance. So dance is a whole new world for me. It's honestly been fine thus far because it's always been recreational. Well, this year, my daughter got invited to try out for the company dance team at her studio. So I sat down and talked to her about it and, you know, the fact that she would have to audition and if she didn't make it and things like that. And she decided that it was something that she wanted to do. So she went through two rounds of auditions and she made the team and she is ecstatic and I am ecstatic for her as well. But then it hit me besides the million questions I have regarding the team. It hit me that we're not locals. The studio that she attends has been around for a long time and is a very established studio, which I like, but I worry that because she's the quote unquote new girl, and this is our first time in competitive dance that we're going to struggle. And I say we, because I mean her and myself, I worry that I'm going to be that mom and you all know who that mom is, (laughs) but that mom with the million questions that everyone is annoyed by because I'm new, know nothing about dance and have a million questions. And I worry about Ella because she's the new girl. And some of these girls have been competing together for years. And again, We all know how petty and clicky girls can be, even from a young age. So that worries me that she will have a hard time fitting in because she may not be like the rest. I mean, I don't know for sure, and there could be other military families that compete. I have no idea, but I feel like the likelihood of that is slim because it's a big commitment and a lot of money. Oh my gosh, 
I had no idea that choreographers cost and then there's stage makeup and the hotels and the money to travel and the jewelry and the costumes and warm-ups and classes and oh, are you overwhelmed yet? Because I really am. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're a dance mom, holla at you girl. <laughs> but seriously, um, this is, experience has really opened my eyes to a lot of sacrifices and efforts that my parents made for me. I have so many memories as a kid traveling to different places every single month for competition and staying in a hotel to compete and then wanting and usually getting all of the extras when we went like a t-shirt and whatever else. And I always just assumed and I guess looking back now, I kind of took for granted that it was it would just always happen and I would be where I needed to be when I needed to be there. Now, as a parent who is going to have a child in a competitive activity, I realized that there were many sacrifices, both financially and I'm sure otherwise, made to make sure I had what I needed and wanted and was where I needed to be when I needed to be there. Some of my greatest memories were at hotels with other tumbling families and tumbling with other kids in the hallways of the hotel the night before, getting in trouble for making too much noise with all of my other tumbling friends, all of our parents hanging out together, and probably talking about how annoying all of their kids were. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I still communicate to this day with my old tumbling coach. We're friends on Facebook, and those memories are some of the greatest memories of my childhood, and I want my daughter to have the same. But I can't help but wonder if being a military family will have a hindrance on all of that. I worry because we're not locals, and we're not usually the people that are in the quote-unquote in crowd, if that will unfortunately have a negative effect on Ella and her memories with this company dance team. I worry about competitions if my husband can't be there because of work. I worry about staying in the hotels with the other moms and kids, because what if they're already established in their quote-unquote groups and don't want to let us in? I don't want Ella's memories to be memories of being left out and feeling like the outsider um, because I know how that feels and it's terrible and I would do anything in my power to make sure she doesn't feel like that. But honestly, until this point, it's something I never even thought about for her or for myself. I know there are going to be a lot of moms that can give a lot more time and energy to the dance team that I can because I work full time and I worry that that will hinder her experience as well because I won't be able to be involved in all of the things. Going back to the beginning, though, that's who I am. I'll be involved in what I can, and I'll try my best to juggle it all and make it all work, but I wonder if that will be enough for her. I see it already. When I go to pick her up from dance classes, you see the groups of moms and dads gathered around in a circle talking about I don't know what, but then there's me standing on the outside. You know, I'm a big girl and I can take it. I don't need to fit in, but I worry that on the inside, the same thing is happening to Ella and that is something that I cannot take. It's not fair to her or any other military kid to be treated differently because of who she is and the lifestyle her parents chose. But unfortunately, we all know that's how life is. Things are still very early in this competitive dance process and there are is a lot of time and unknowns left ahead of us. And if you know me at all, though, you know I will do everything possible to make sure Ella has what she needs and wants. And if it's to be on this competitive dance team, 
I'll do what I have to to make sure she's there and comfortable. But I know there are a lot of you out there that can relate to not being out of the inn. (laughs) And I want you to know that you are clearly not alone. If you have dealt with a situation like this as a military family, I would love for you to reach out with your experience and let me know because this is my first time. You know, I want to know, was it exactly how I'm thinking? Did it turn out better than expected? Was it worse? I would love to know. And as always, I'll be sure to keep you all updated as the process continues. Thank you for listening today and letting me know, letting me know, you guys, that I am not alone. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an 